Hello, everyone. I'm Kristen Crockett, your hostess for the Courageous Destiny podcast, creating your own rules of empowerment. And today I have one of the coolest episodes I have done and a new dear friend of mine, Cheryl Rausch, longtime freelance artist and now launched as Psychic Medium to talk to us. I'm so excited about this, to talk to us about what it's like to be a medium and also the courage it takes to do something that's off the beaten trail that not everybody does and that so many people will judge. Can't you imagine how many people might judge her for this? And I am just so honored and so blessed to have her on my show today. Welcome, Cheryl. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for Kristen for having me. Um, I'm honored to be here. It was great to make that connection with you. I feel like we really resonate and um, I'd, I'd love to be able to tell my story in the hopes that it helps others come out on their own, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. We all have these gifts and a mm -hmm. lot of times we take these gifts that were given to us and we make them wrong and we put them in a box and they, they don't get opened because of our own fear. And what right. I love to do and as when I'm a stand for is courageous destiny, right? So core means in French from the heart, rage, destiny. I want people to be able to do what they love in this world the most and then be able to monetize it and make a living off of it. Cause I think that's really, really cool. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's perfect. Um, and um, like you mentioned earlier, I am a longtime freelance artist. That's what I went to school for back in the dark ages. Um, uh, I'm in my fifties now. So I've been doing art for 30 years because that was a safe place for me to be. It was a way I could express myself um, and not worry about too much negative judgment. But um, I've actually been a psychic medium all my life. Wow. And I've been seeing people, hearing people, feeling people since I was a young child. And it was frankly um, quite frightening when I was young because I didn't understand. Everything that I experienced was scary. As a result, I was always anxiety-ridden, very hyper. Um, my parents used to joke about that, about how hyper I was, but it's because I felt like I couldn't relax. I didn't know what was going to happen next. What's more, um, back when I was a child, um, it was difficult to bring out the fact that you could see things that not other people can see without people thinking that you were just a wee bit crazy. In fact, my nickname as a child and throughout my young years was a basket case. That's what my family, and I love them to death, don't get me wrong. Um, I was labeled a basket case. So when I started to act a little wonky or when I would say something weird happened, oh, that's just Cheryl being a basket case. Um, in essence, uh, crazy. So a lot of the talk around me about me was the fact that I was a little bit crazy. I may not make it by the time I grow up because I'm just so, well, basket case like um, that I actually began to believe that everything I was experiencing was because I was crazy. 
so that's why it took so incredibly long for me to finally come out and say something because hearing it from the adults around me that it was my imagination, I actually started to believe it, um, which is a terrible thing because you're in absolutely no control of who's coming to you. And to backtrack, someone who can actually experience, well, I'll say ghosts, but I call them spirits, um, they know that you can see them. So they're like complete strangers walking up and trying to talk to you and have a conversation with you. So my efforts to control what I thought was my imagination were all for naught because it wasn't me, it was them. So that's how I spent the first 50 years of my life, well, 40, 45 years, trying desperately to push all of that to the back burner because I thought that wasn't part of me. That was just a part I needed to hide. Um, however, it finally got to be about five years ago. I was on a, a, a family vacation and it's a whole bunch of families. We all go down to Florida and we all have a great time together. And it was at that time, um, I'm also a photographer. I'd walk up and down the beach at dawn to capture photos of the shorebirds. Well, apparently I must have brought someone home because uh, almost immediately after I arrived, I uh, had a little girl wake me up every night for, I think it was three or four nights in a row. Uh, either she's standing right next to my bed or she's shaking my bed or she's talking to me every single night. I was, I was experiencing this child um, and you're a mom. I'm a mom. Children are a kryptonite. So, you know, in the past, I was able to try ignore it and dismiss it and say, oh, your imagination is on point today. That was when I thought, okay, I can't dismiss her. This, this, I could see her. I can still see her as clearly now as I did five years ago. I have to find out what's going on. And it was then that I finally opened up and decided to find out why she's with me. And, um, you know, when you go into guided meditations and they tell you to go to a beautiful place that's all your own as, as part of the meditation, um, I always joke that when I do those, there's people there. And all my life, I thought it was just my imagination again on point. I'm like, wow, there's five people here today. I wonder why I conjured them up. Actually, these people I now know are people that are with, that are associated with someone I'm with at that moment or that I'm going to be with shortly. So I tested it out when I realized this little girl was not going to leave me alone, went into my little meditation and instantly saw her there. And she was so sad. I could finally see her face because she had lifted her head. Um, it was heartbreaking. She was crying. Um, so sad. And as a mother, my gut reaction was just walk up and give her a hug. And as soon as I gave her a hug in my meditation, I actually felt a physical hug around my body. So I opened my eyes because I thought, oh my gosh, my daughter walked in the room. She must, why is she hugging me now? It wasn't. It was the little girl just wanting to make that connection. Um, and it broke my heart, but at least finally she felt like somebody could see her and somebody was consoling her. And at that point, I worked as best I could at that time to let her know it's okay to go. It's okay. Um, She'd been there a long time. I could tell by her outfit, it did not fit Florida in August. You know, long dress, half apron, the hair pulled back, sleeves. I mean, she was not dressed for Florida 
but she'd been there a long time waiting for anybody to pay attention to her. So I'd like to think she crossed. Ironically, I'm going to be back there in a few more weeks again for the first time since pre-COVID, and I'll see if I can see her again. Hopefully not. Hopefully she crossed. And that was my very first acknowledged experience with a grounded spirit that I actually acknowledged and tried to make an effort to reach out to. And after that, I went and I began looking for people I could train with, other individuals that are similar to what I do. Um, and through that time, I've met an amazing group of people, found some organizations that I can work with. And I still train today because even though we consider ourselves professionals, we always continue our training. So oh, even though, absolutely. yes, you can't ever say, oh, I'm the professional. I'm never, I'm, I'm, I've got it all. No, I don't. Absolutely not. So I not only have a business coach, but I have a spiritual mentor, Native American woman, lovely woman, um, local. And I work with both um, just to make sure I keep learning. Mm -hmm. um, because the spiritual realm is so vast and it's, I'm going to say it, it's not as scary as you might think. Um, now I'm not, it's not to say that there's not darkness out there. There's not toxic and negative there is, but especially within the last five to 10 years, you would, I mean, if you pay attention to the TV, all of the ghost programs that are out and all the terrifying terrifying documentaries they have about all these dark ent entities creeping around it's terrifying for people and it's not always like that um when i my parents still live in a very active house i grew up in and i went back as an adult and i realized they the people that were annoying me at night they would wake me up shake my bed drop things on me not real heavy but enough to scare the bejesus out of me talk to me poke at me they were just frustrated. They knew I could communicate with them and they just couldn't figure out why, why this teenager wasn't. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were getting so frustrated because I wasn't paying attention. Um, so now looking back as an adult, I realized that was terrifying for me. And, and I, I really wish the experience as a child would have been different, but I'd like to think that there was a purpose. So now I tell my story because when I do, it's inevitable. I will meet people that will quietly say, I hear things or I see things or I experience things. I just don't say anything. And, well, and I, I would love to tell my listeners. So having you on here, I'd love to tell my listeners, if you're one of these people, right? If you're one of these people, this is a great way to use this podcast as a way to reach out to Cheryl. You know, you can reach out thank to you. me with Cheryl, you know, I mean, because you know, and I run into it all the time too. people who really want to do what they love to do, but they have mm -hmm. absolutely no power and don't believe society has told them they can't do it. They can't make the money that way. They can't really mm -hmm. do what they love. There's only one way. And all that is, is a habit of society and habits of thought. We can absolutely break through those things. Absolutely. One thing that really resonated with me that you said that I wanted to make sure I circled back to is that when you were a kid, people called you a basket case for this, right? Mm -hmm. You've got this natural, and I can really resonate with that because people called me a basket case. And I too had an amazing childhood. But one of the things was, is that I was very emotional. 
you know, I could cry at the drop of a hat. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm still like that today. You know, I'll, you know, I will be out there with friends or what have you, and I'll start crying and they'll be like, why are you crying? And I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm not upset. It'll pass. And it's because I pick up on emotions and I pick up on the feelings of others. I'm very empathic, but I didn't know that as a kid, as a kid, mm -hmm. I just started crying. And so people were like, gosh, she gets upset over the littlest of things. I'm like, I'm not upset. I'm just crying. <laughs> right. Right. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. Right. And so people associated with basket case and I made my emotions wrong for a very long time. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's such a shame because we can't develop because we're stuck. Right. As a, that's our, our knee jerk reaction. And actually um, being an empath, there's, there's so many out there that are, and you're not a basket case. You're just feeling not just it's a gift. Right. You feel the energy of others, living, dead, mm -hmm. uh, uh, places. You can go into a place and go, oh, it feels like there's nothing but schmutz in here. Well, you're feeling the energy of the room or the people within the room. Mm -hmm. Everybody has gifts. Everybody. Um, I walk into a funeral, for example, mm, and I mm -hmm. don't even have to know the person to start crying. I feel the emotions of everybody around me. Right. I'll walk into a wedding. <laughs> I'll start, I get that feeling of gratitude so much and then I'll start crying. I don't even know them, <laughs> but I love it. Right? it, it it's a part of us. Yes, yeah, so we can get in tune with people this way. Right, you know? exactly. And that it, and as empaths, I'm using you as an example, if you don't mind, your no. gift is so strong, but it, it's such a, a big responsibility to protect yourself from that too, because sometimes the energy is just overwhelming. And that's why I, I find it so courageous that you are out, you are fully out doing what you're doing because there's, I'm thinking of a few people, one, a dear friend who actually um, has very strong empathic abilities as well, but she avoids situations because she just can't handle the energy. And that's such a disservice because she's a beautiful soul. But right. she just doesn't know how to protect herself from that. Um, but we all have those skills. We all have those abilities. And they shouldn't be parceled out for, you know, when we feel it's appropriate. It's just a part of us. I have one that I love. I don't have it. But I know people. I call it, um, it's Claire knowing. It's one of the Claire's. It's mm -hmm. the ability to just walk up to somebody and know you are nothing but trouble or I love you. You're you. I, I know that you're a good person. I can feel that. I call it the BS meter because you can walk into a room and instantly know who the problem is going to be in the meeting, which I know several people have that. And with those individuals who have that BS meter, You'll be surprised on how often people say that they are the issue. Oh, you're judging me or you, um, I feel like you're staring right through to my soul. They can't help it. They have this ability to be able to read you without realizing it. Um, that's a gift. So there's so many that are a part of us because we're just energy. This is me going off on a tangent. No, um, you're not, you're, I love the tangent <laughs> because I like the tangent because that's, I have clear knowing. I know I do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know. I can I, tell by looking at you. 
Yeah, when I'm seeing somebody and I'm coaching somebody, I can see like this, I'm, I'm just going to share it, but I'm, I can see like this, almost like this fog, right? Mm-hmm. And I know when they've had their breakthrough because it's gone. You exactly. Know? See, and you I can see it. when they're open to letting it go, you know, I know when they're like ready to break through it. And I know when there's like just no way it's going to, you know, mm-hmm. they're too asleep to even to even allow me in. Right. You know? Right. And, that, and, and I know when I connect with people, you know, I know I, I had a meeting with a woman today who I was like, we were connected, you know, just like we were connected. I saw you mm-hmm. across the room before. You know, yes. I felt I'm so glad you said that. Cause I thought I'm going to sound like a stalker, but yes, no. I could feel the energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised you do what you do. It makes sense because especially people with gifts that actually are even using them unconsciously, you'll be surprised how many are in the service industry and the, in, uh, they want to be of service to others to try to help others. So I am not surprised you do what you do based on what you know. Happens is so many people that are in the service of others. And that's why I think shows like this are so important is that, they they get run down with depression you know they get run yeah. down with feeling depleted they mm-hmm. get run, and they don't understand why but if they mm-hmm. could start relating to it and expand their awareness to enough to realize that it's actually a gift and like you said like i had actually participated in that um that program that you had had to help protect myself which i would mm-hmm. highly recommend to anybody out there thank you, you know? And I, and I think that that's really important to understand. And there's, to me, it's not woohoo at all. It's just part mm-hmm. of it. Right. You know, so many people have these types of things and they don't understand where their anxiety is coming from and they don't understand why they're feeling depressed. They don't understand. But once they understand that they're picking up on the energies of others, and in some cases, it's not even coming from them. Mm-hmm. able to they're able to come to terms with that and create strategies for themselves. Right, right. I love the fact that you use the term woo woo Mm -hmm. because it is very hard to walk into a a business meeting and such and say, well, I'm a psychic medium because I hear the term woo woo a lot, but like it or not, it's a part of us. And I'd like to think, I'd like to hope that people will get more comfortable with it that there's just a part of us that we are naturally connected energetically. We are connected and you'd be surprised how much we are. That's why mother's intuition, that's woo woo. Uh, going with your gut, full woo woo. Or if you, you know, you see a dark alley and you know, stay away, that's woo woo. That's you reading the energy of the environment. So it's in our daily lives if we just acknowledge it. And I would love to see more people come out and actually say, well, yes, I, I have this ability or I have a knack for doing this or um, just finally saying it out loud. Um, I know people that are um, entrepreneurs, they're running their own business and they're really very sweet people, but they're still hiding a part of them. And that was the biggest disservice I did to myself was wait so long, but I, there has to be a reason for it. Um, if nothing else to just say, it's okay. It's okay. We all have gifts. We all have abilities. Um, and 
coming out to those I love the most, which I did first, um, I was surprised on how accepting they were as an adult. In fact, I have one art friend, you know who you are if you're listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> we've been friends for years. We're both artists. And she said, you know, Cheryl, I've been suspicious of you for years based on the things you say. So I'm not surprised. And I thought, oh, lo I, God love you for that because it comes out anyway. You might as well just say it. Um, but uh, most people are completely comfortable with it. Once they realize you're not going to run up to them with a camera crew and say, hi, I see dead people. Can I tell you all about them? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Because you see those shows on TV and that's okay. That's what they do. But for me as a psychic, it's deeply personal. So I never read anyone without their permission. I never tell them if I see anything unless there's an imminent threat. I never say a word because again, they may not want to know. They, they, they may not be open to it. So some of the closest people I have, they were a little bit afraid at first. And I just told them I'm the same person I was 30 seconds ago. You're never going to hear about it again if you don't want to. I just want you to know that's a part of me. Well, and um, if you find it's appropriate, you know, I'm not sure how this works. So you're going to have to, this is a gift that I don't know that I have anyway. <laughs> you do though. Would you, would you be open to reading me for, for the audiences to see what it's like, you know, for the audience that's listening to see what it's like? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you say, um, giving permission is the biggest thing. Um, Cause I never want to force this on someone who's not ready, but I appreciate it. And um, I know I've talked to you before and when I, I'm glad that you asked about this because when I do readings, I talk very differently than the way I do now. I'm kind of, you know, I'm sarcastic. I make jokes, but when I start communicating with spirit, I get very serious um, because I find it a privilege that they are willing to come forward and talk. Um, so I do take it very seriously. And the people that I resonate with that I talk to are on the other side. They've gone to heaven. They're not, um, um, I don't want to say the word creeping or loitering because they're listening, but they're not like ghosts walking around. What's really sad is when I have people come forward and say, well, why aren't they in heaven? Why are they with me? No, no, no. The people I talk to are in heaven. They have the ability to still reach out to you. Um, so when I'm talking, it's the equivalent of uh, talking to two people at the same time. So I might sound a little bit scattered um, mm -hmm. or I might be having, I'm, some because some, sometimes I'm talking to them at the same time I'm talking to you. In addition, I always have a notepad and pen ready because sometimes I'm doodling, sometimes I'm writing, and I might get ready to say something, but what I write might be different and I default to what I write. Um, or I might just sketch out abstract things. I, it's basically for me a game of charades. They step forward, I see them in my mind's eye, and then they do their best to try to tell me what it is they want to share. And I always make sure, I don't make sure of anything. They run the show. Okay. And those in heaven aren't here to scare you, to put a verbal smack down on you. They're here for love and support. And they want to just be relevant in your lives and just show you I'm still here and I want to be a part of it. Um, so having said that, um, 
I know there's a mother energy here, but I don't know why I've had a, I say youngish man, because you look and you seem younger than me. I'll say 30, 40s. Um, fun. He's been here since uh, we got here. And I know you're more open. So it was okay that I can see him. He's really a character. Um, it's not blonde hair like yours. It's darker. Uh, golden brown. I see facial hair. He's got a medium. He's, mm, he's not heavy, but he's not, he's uh, average build. He's got a belly. I'll just say that. He's, um, he's got beautiful eyes. And when I do these readings, you'll sometimes hear me mumbling because we're actually doing an introduction. I'm just taking a look at him. And he's actually quite close, which means he's really close to you. He's casually dressed, though. He's not in a suit. He's not, he's not the suit wearing type. <laughs> he's got a great sense of humor. Uh, but he's uh, definitely a loud talker. So he was very passionate. I, he's, he, he just, he's young to me. He just seems quite young. Does this sound familiar to anybody that you know? Yeah, it does. Okay. Okay. Don't tell me anything. Um, I don't mean to be bossy, but I, and the other thing I do, because even though this is a podcast, we're on Zoom, I stop looking at you because I don't want to read your face. Even on, you know, on a subconscious level, I don't want to be kind of cheating and going, oh, am I hitting it? So if we're face-to-face -face or even on Zoom, I'm actually looking off in a specific direction because I'm focusing on them and I'm, I'm not going to cheat by looking at your face. That's why I'll say, does this make sense? He was loud. He was loud. He was a big personality. I, he's so protective, like a, like a pop, not Papa Bear, Bear. Uh, he's, um, oh, hang on a second. I'm so sorry. I don't know why you keep saying that. I'm so sorry. It's his mouth, his mouth, his mouth, mouth got him in trouble. His mouth got him in trouble. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. His mouth got him in trouble. You, my friend, it was, it was not your fault. He's, he's, yes, you are a loud talker. I'm looking at him because I, and he's quite close. It was not your fault. Not your fault. Are you hearing him? Are you hearing me? I, I'm like writing it in all caps. It was not your fault. He's been trying to reach you. I, I, I can't get how he passed, but he's been trying to reach you. But I see you when I'm looking at you in my mind's eye. There's a lot of pain between you and him. Um, and, uh, when I see you, you're holding your, I have to say it verbally because obviously they're not on zoom. You got your hands over your ears and your eyes closed. It's like, you can't even, you don't even want to listen to them. You can't even, it's like, you're going, I can't even, I can't even, does this make sense? It, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. have, a, I, I have, my intuition tells me who it could be. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's with the facial hair? Like the, um, I, I want to do this. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, like mustache. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I keep wanting to say the word bear. Did you say beer or bear? Well, I don't know why I was saying bear before, but I'm saying beer now. <laughs> like he liked to hang out, frankly, and party. Yeah. He was a big personality. The way he walked into a room is he was big. He was a loud talker, talk with his hands. And this is how he talks. And he's just, it's a magnetic personality. Mm-hmm. But on, on that is a flip side where he's... Um, He's using the word explosive. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going. And please know that I'm not doing it. I'm not insulting him. These words are coming from him. He's saying it was explosive. So this big magnetic personality could turn on a dime. He'd flip. And then that explosive personality did not go well. Mm-hmm. You, however, you... Um, you, you definitely, you can hold your own. He loves that about you. <laughs> Meaning, you know, you, you'd go toe to toe with him. Yes. So he admired that. Um, he admired the fact that you wouldn't back down. You weren't you, cower. You wouldn't cower. Mm-mm. And th- <laughs> And now he wants to mention your kids. Because now you taught that to your children. And I know you have children. You've mentioned that. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're teaching that to your kids. You're, you're teaching that to be able to speak up. And I was going to say brother, but you split up. And I, so I don't know if this is a former partner or a brother, but you're like that close. Does that make sense? Well, it's okay. You can say something. <laughs> I don't I'm mean to stop sure. you completely. I'm not sure because the who I think it is, can I share who I think it is? Yes. I think that he's a gentleman I used to work with, that we were really, really close. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the brother then. Okay. And we used to drink. <laughs> okay. 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 And he had, um, he had died very suddenly. Okay. That's the brother partner. Okay. And he, the brother partner. Okay. That makes sense. Going through infertility treatments when we were working together. And he was like my biggest fan of that, you know, and he would be like, keep going, keep going. And, and I didn't back down. Like he, we were in contest with one another and he would say things that would like, like real obnoxious things. And then I'd be like, I'd be like, sit down. <laughs> I was going to say, cause he's dangling and he's like, she took the bait. She took yes, the bait. He would, he would, he would have, he would have, I mean, he was just such a character. He would have hot sauce at his desk. Like, he would eat kimchi at meeting. I mean, this <laughs> was like crazy awesome. 
a big, huge personality. He was, you know, okay. he, wasn't, he wasn't heavy, but no, he did have a, he, he was, you know, cause he, he joking that he's not, he's not a tall drink. He's not a long lean guy, but he's average, but I want to say there's a little bit of a belly. Yeah. But I can't tell cause he's got the, the, he's got the shirt going there, buddy. So you're, you're covering yeah. it up really well. Um, and he's he very was- close mm-hmm. to you. That's why he's close. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that it's somebody that you used to work with. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why. Yeah, mm. he um, he had passed away on his way to work. Oh, so my gosh, that poor guy. Uh, he was very young, you know, and he got hit by um, he got hit by a truck on his way to work. <sighs> He was That's... a bike rider, so an avid bike rider, and he took a lot of risks on that bike. But that's what my instincts tell me he is. Motorcycle or bicycle? Bicycle. Bicycle. Okay. He rode his bicycle everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he was my, you know, he was definitely my sales nemesis. <laughs> my biggest competition and he taught me so much like he taught me so much I just wrote mentor yeah considers you yes 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 he taught me so much because he was like he was like oh well we can't sell that who cares let's just go ahead and sell it anyway (laughs) And and you know and a lot of what he did was what I copied from him because he just, we had this part number I remember called C notes part number. And it was like a generic part number. And I'm like, I really want to sell this thing. He's like, yeah, just use the C notes part number. That's the everything part number. And I'm like, oh, okay. And oh man, it would make the back and the the production team so mad when we use this part number. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I'm like, but I just made up a service that we do now, you know, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would do these things that we knew the customer really needed and they were really quite brilliant, but then we wouldn't have a way to charge for them. So the C notes part number came into play, you know? So I remember just learning all of these things from him and, uh, what an honor that he would show up and right when I'm launching my new sales program, <laughs> That's why, because I, all I kept hearing is you're reminiscing about this amazing man. I kept hearing, there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I'm here. She needs me now. And it's like, it's a mantra. There's a reason I'm here. That's why he's here. Because I was thinking to myself and I was asking him quietly. I'm like, well, that's odd, but I show no disrespect because there is a purpose for everything. And you just Mm -hmm. said what it is. He's reminding you, may I swear? Yeah, please badass what a badass you are he's reminding you of this he's um because if you're if you're not going to do it who is who's going to do it if you don't does that make Uh, sense so I'm on my walk today and I'll just share with you so I'm on my walk today and I've had the sales program and it's courageous destiny sales mastery 12 weeks to rock star status and there's something in it that just wasn't quite jiving with me you know and I'm like this isn't my energy this isn't 
you know, we talk about negotiation and sales fundamentals and things like that. And I can do all of those things, no problem. But what was missing was my heart, you know? So courage is from the heart, rage, destiny. And I'm walking around that trail today and I'm like, I want people like Cheryl to be able to sell from her heart what she does and what her gifts are. Because, and I want people to be able to, to still embrace the energy of sales. People that are empathic like me that I know shun it. They feel that energy of sales and they feel that energy of money and they just want to shove it into a box because mm-hmm. they hate it. And I'm like, I want to create a safe space for them to just yeah. unleash. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it's interesting that I'm in two fields where we're supposed to do it for the love of it. Not supposed to be looking for money. We're supposed to just do it because we love it. And it's interesting you say that you're creating a safe pace, a place so they could, can create this business, create this vision for themselves. Exactly. I love that. That and is so it. And may I, I don't mean to interrupt, but right behind you, you said your heart was missing. I can see you on the Zoom call. You have a heart, right? Right. Yeah. And that's exactly where he stands. He's on my left, which means he's on your right. But he's right where your heart is right now, the heart on the wall behind you. And that is what you finally remembered today to put that in it. Yeah. And that's why he's there. He is, I'll use the word obnoxious because he said it, but there's a reason he's trying to just get you to light. It's okay. It's okay. What he would do, what he would do is he would be so obnoxious and say something that I would never be able to put on my podcast. Like, (laughs) I mean, like dirty and like Uh something like that. And then when I was going through in vitro fertilization and the time I had a miscarriage and he sat next to me and he goes, don't worry about it, ma. Don't worry about it, ma. And he had such a big heart just such a big heart. And I'm not, that's why he referred to the children. Yeah. He's reminding you. And he, and it was like, when he died, A, I didn't have my nemesis there anymore, you know? And when he died, it was like, it was like, I I don't know, but I always knew that I was going to be a mom. And, mm-hmm. and I always heard his voice in my head going through, I went through in vitro fertilization three times or four times. Mm. And he was there in the first and the second, the, the first one. He was there the first time I went through it. And then carriage. And I remember him saying that to me, don't worry about it, mom. Oh. Okay. I, um, I lost you for a second. I can't, I see you, but I can't hear your audio. So. You now, Cheryl? Yes. I can hear you fine now. So he gave me the strength to keep coming back. He was one of those voices I heard in my head to keep going. That's, I love that, but I know I need to revisit something. It was not your fault. Mm-hmm. He's so sorry. Mouth got him in trouble. It was not your fault. Does this make sense? Did he say anything that, hang on. 
Um, uh, okay. There were times, yeah, because I said, yeah. He, he's like, there were times sometimes I could be a dick. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and pardon my French, but that's literally, I've been hearing it. So I could be a dick and you need to stop remembering when he was a dick, when he was a dick, it's not your fault. And I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, now I'm, now I'm circling what I wrote. It was not your fault. Um, his mouth got him into trouble. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I don't, to... The only thing, I, I mean, I know his mouth got him into trouble. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not calling him a dick. He's calling himself a dick. I've never said that word so many times in one in five minutes in my life. Um, uh, to make you doubt yourself, doubt. I don't know if that was just a break in my internet. Okay. Um, can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Um, uh, so whatever this new path you're on something about doubting yourself you're doubting yourself yeah. because of he was um, you're remembering well, uh, you're never going to be able to do it you know uh, never going to be uh, he's trying to re you're not something of He's going off of what I'm going, I've been saying to myself. Oh, okay. He, well, it was not your, the doubts that you're having, he's, I don't know what he's talking about with, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Your the doubts, doubting yourself. Um, Maybe they're now, being... now's, yeah, now's not the time to do that. Because you were a pain in his ass sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so sometimes he would he would he would say things and cause you to doubt, and it's coming back to bite you. It's coming. It's coming back. He's just saying, do, throw out everything he said because, like you said, it was a competition. Mm -hmm. But he regrets the things that he would, because I'm going back to using the word dick. There's something that he was saying when he would snap and turn and get um, a, a wee bit nasty. Um, this is what he's trying to, to let you know that that was, part, pardon my French, it was bullshit. It was just bullshit. Um, because now's not the time. You don't have time for this, sister. You've got to move forward. And, and it, because frankly, he, he would have made amends had he had the opportunity. He just didn't have the opportunity. It's like, you know, you split and then all those things that he said that he regrets saying are hanging in the air and you, you can't hear him because you're in so much pain. That would explain why you were like this if he left so suddenly, but he left things unsaid. He, I don't think you realized how much you meant to him. No. And so sometimes he would be a little bit irresponsible on the things he would say. Um, uh, 
I don't think you realized. Now you do. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's not going. He's not going anywhere. He's going to keep pushing you forward. You know, he's pushing you now. You know, he's, you know, he, I keep, he keeps saying, she knows I'm pushing her. Yeah, not yet. Can't hear you yet. It'll come back. Not yet. There. Wait, I think I can hear you now. No. You can't hear me? Now I can. Oh, good. Now I can. So he wants to continue being your mentor. I'm going to listen for him. Feel him. Because the joke is you do not want to listen to that ranting again. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Do, okay. Because I don't know. He's like, you don't want to listen. You want to feel me. Um, when you get. Um, um, I don't know how to put it, but like when you get fed up, frustrated, and you're like, screw it. I'm just going to move forward. or I'm just going to do this. That's him pushing you. Yeah, he's literally pushing you into your discomfort zone. And he loves doing that. So you're actually feeling him. Because he's calling you a mentor, or he's calling himself a mentor for you in your worst nightmare all at the same time. He totally was. I mean, it's funny, because like, I remember, oh, I'm not so sure if I should do that. He's like, fuck that, do it anyway. Right, right. (laughs) And then you would get my own show. (laughs) And then you'd get pissed off and you'd be like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go do it because I'm so sick of hearing him. And then you would do it. (laughs) And so, yeah, just bleep all that out. But that's exactly how he's talking. So he said, when you feel that now, when you just get sick to death of feeling that pressure, that's him. because you're listening you can listen now but there was a lot of he just keeps he's circling back there was things he said just please let him go just please let him go he just he you have no idea the impact hold on for one moment here what i'm going to do is i'm going to wrap up this show but i would like to absolutely so thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it You guys, I want everybody just to really understand this gift. This is somebody that I know, and I know who he is, and I'm clear about who he is, and I'm clear about, he's in my book already, the book that I'm writing, and he is like an amazing personality, and I am going to write the book, and I am going to finish the book. Don't worry about it, you. I... I just, I just want to say, if you've got gifts, please listen to them. They're, they're there for a reason you were given to them. You were given to them to me by God. And that's what I believe. And Mm -hmm. you can monetize that and you can live your courageous destiny and do what you love. So Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank Thank you you. for listening and please reach out, have the courage to reach out because you deserve to live the life of your dreams. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.